in the final years of my grandmother's life, she would often say to us, I'm ready. She meant she'd done all she felt she was meant, she had meant to do. She wanted to, as she said it, cross the river, the River Jordan, she'd say, which is what her mom would say too when she was near death. She felt ready to cross and go home. Despite this readiness, though, there was another truth she'd sometimes also tell us. She was scared. The unknown of death, even with her unwavering Catholic faith and rational readiness, my mama's little mama wasn't sure that she was all that ready to make that trip across the river after all. Death, like birth, so often reckons with readiness. Our own, our loved ones, the great mystery of life. So many times the body seems completely done, but somehow life continues anyway until the time comes for release. Other times the release and the body seem to move together quickly. Sometimes it takes the loved one going home and being away. Sometimes we wait to die till everyone has, we love has gathered around. Doctors and midwives offer clues and counsel, but death and life come when we or it or something beyond all of us and all of this is ready. And over the course of our lives, the little endings and little beginnings work in much the same way. On their own time, with a force and a movement that remains often somewhat beyond our control, or even beyond our understanding. The task then is for us a listening task to learn to listen to our bodies or through our bodies, as Sean said, listen to the still small voice within so that we can know in the deepest sense what time it is in our lives, what time it is, what time it is for, what time it is not. How to do this, especially right now, is actually the question we're going to pick up next Sunday as we launch our new series we call You Are Here, Practices of, to Orient in Disorienting Times. We're going to be offering a field guide and a bunch of tools with, that are both fun and meaningful. So look for more information on that in this coming week and meet us right here next Sunday for the beginning of that series. Before we get to that, though, stay with me here and now in this task of opening and reopening our hearts, because listening for our own and for life's readiness is always a task of softening our hearts, keeping our hearts supple rather than rigid, open rather than shut off, able to listen for when we must, for all that is emerging, when we must, as Rilke said, be patient toward all that is unsolved in our hearts, learning to love the questions themselves without yet seeking the answers, knowing it's not quite the right time for answers yet. Until gradually, at some point, maybe without even noticing it, as Rilke also says, 
we are one day able to live into the answers. Beginnings like endings are often so much easier to spot after the fact. My own best and darkiest example of this phenomenon happened when I was in graduate school in Boulder. My first round, um, I went to see you Boulder. I was grieving the end of a relationship and I decided that I would distract myself with that litter that Kunitz references with a show that I'd long heard about, but I hadn't ever tried. Maybe you know it. The X-Files decided to dive in and um, watch all the, um, you know, it was in the time when you had to catch them on a long marathon over the weekend. It'd been running for a few years. That marathoning in turn led me to a place where you went to geek out about such things back then, which was an online fan run message board, which is in turn where I ended up meeting a bunch of fun queer women who ended up being, becoming my friends, one of whom I ended up falling in love with and 21 years later have two children with. But if you would have said to me when I was obsessing about conspiracy theories and Agent Scully that I was in the middle of one of my most formative beginnings of my life, I would have laughed it away, which is often how it works. Like William Bridges observes, the seed of a new beginning often seems at the time like nothing, frivolous, no big deal, like just watching the X-Files, for example. And if such things happened at some other time, maybe some other moment, maybe it would have been frivolous, no big deal. But in that moment, in that time, poof, major life transformation. The difference in these moments, what becomes a big transformation and what just rolls on, no big deal, is often about readiness. A readiness made possible from making space for what has ended letting go entirely and wandering fully in the in-between, a process that cannot be rushed. To know if you are ready for something new, Bridges encourages listening most of all for what he calls that inner resonance, using any of the tools that Sean offered, something that takes hold, listening to that, something that takes hold inside us, that aligns with something that's happening outside of us, which doesn't mean that we get total clarity exactly, more like it just feels like a nudge in the right direction which means that even when doubts or fears arise, as with my grandmother's fear of death, it doesn't mean that we are on the wrong path, as the unknown is always hard to step into, and new beginnings are often cloaked in at least some degree of fear. To persist through these doubts takes looking at all the things that keep us clinging to what has ended to let go again and again, endings and beginnings and in-between is none of this, again, is a linear process. And so most of all, I want you to hear and to know as we finish this series, especially all of you progress-oriented Unitarian Universalists, I want you to know it's okay to not feel ready. It's okay to feel stuck and unsure and caught in the in-between. In our fast-paced world, we so often feel compelled to push and persevere, regardless of how we are feeling inside. 
but sometimes we are called not to act, but to wait. Sometimes we need to make space for all the things we have lost, to slow down and to honor all we have loved that has ended. And sometimes before we launch into that next big decision, we need to listen more in the in-between. We need to wander lost and stay in the gap, practicing love here. It's okay to love the mystery and to love the new story, to listen there for the new story, because it's in the mystery that that radical new story that we aren't even yet able to imagine can begin to take shape and call us by name. Ready? or not. The task remains only to find the practices and the path that will allow your heart to remain open. Whatever pace and progress will allow you to stay available to love as it scatters seeds of grace along your path so that we can all tend all along the way to all that is taking root among us.